Today is the second Sunday of the month of Hatur, and uh, usually each Coptic month has a title. And the title of this, or if we put address or uh, um, a title for this month, we say the Gospel of the Only Begotten Son Jesus Christ to His people. So, because the first two uh, Sundays of the month, it's the beginning of uh, the year, um, to first two Sundays of Hatur, the readings repeated the parable of the sower. Last Sunday, you uh, heard the same story or the gospel of the sower. He went out and spread the seeds in the uh, field. And um, Hatur months in Egypt, according to the Coptic calendar, it's the Hatur is the month of cultivation months and plant, planting. So um, usually the church wants to remind uh, uh, their people, their congregation about their life. As we uh, mingle between the, our uh, practical life out the church and uh, daily life with uh, our spiritual life as well. So, um, and the months of cultivate the flower and it's essential for man's food. And this repetition never happened in the church readings. Because we had this experience in the readings of the Sundays only two times in a year. You remember the end of the year when we read about the gospel about end of the world. And in the very beginning of the year, in the little months before we start the new year, we read the same. So the church wants to stress on our life will be end like the physical year will be end. Uh, for months of Hatur, also the third and fourth Sundays, we are closer to the Nativity Fast, which we're going to start on Tuesday. So I just remind that the fa Nativity Fast will start on uh, on Tuesday. I know that Sank is giving on on uh, Thursday and some people they say why not two days so we can just pass this day celebrate Thanksgiving and we begin the, the fast. But the church announces that the, the, the fast will begin on Tuesday. And uh, the the fourth, the third, uh, the third and the fourth Sunday's readings, it stresses on discipleship and the following of Christ. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And on the fourth Sunday, we will find the story of the rich man. He came and kneeled down before Christ. And he who asked, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And this is, it repeats in my life many times. Any one of you is asking that. Why are you coming to the church? Why you live with Christ? Why you do pray? Why you do fast? Why you do this? This is the answer. The good, we, we ask same question. What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life. So the Christ answered him saying, sell whatever you have and give to the poor. But he said at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. So in the first three Sundays we hear in the readings as like today, the verse it says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. We repeat this 
twice last Sunday and today and the second Sunday and the third Sunday you will hear it again next Sunday so the church wants us to say who has the ear to hear the commandments of God who has to hear to hear and do and act and the church in the pride Saturday in the all night uh, vision we say this verse in lahn in a tone uh, long lahn we say it every time when we read the book of revelation and we come to this uh, verse we say it with long uh, hymn why because uh, the church wants to wake up the uh, the, uh, the people that open your ears hear the commandment of god let's go focus very quickly on the today's gospel which is the story of the sower this uh, parable of the sower he mixes what is clear what is obs uh, obscure so that's through the things that hearers understand that may be drawn to the knowledge of things they do not understand and teaching in parables why our Lord Jesus Christ in the gospel sometimes taught his people in parables himself and sometimes he said it the teaching clearly why he said in parables and uh, the fathers of the church like Saint John Chrysostom he commanded uh, on that many things in parables he told them many things in parables he had not done this on the mount here he he wove into his discourse many parables for on the mount were multitudes only and simple people but here are also scribes and pharisees sometimes our lord jesus christ during his teaching and when he sees scribes and uh, pharisees surrounded him he gave not direct teaching but he gave a message which the people around him they could understand the message because they knew the uh, scripture the crowd is uh, is not of a single uh, mentality for each person has different frame of mind around our lord he therefore speaks to them in many parables so they may receive different teaching depending on their frame of mind like if you have a, a small kid a little kid or a child and you want to tell him uh, a teaching so you may say it in a story so he can get the story the same thing with the multitudes surrounded our lord jesus christ they might a very little in their understanding and mind so sometimes when he says the teaching directly they could they could not comprehend or understand what's beside this teaching so sometimes he gave them because most of the people they are the followers of our lord at that time they are from farmers uh, you know that's palestine and uh, judea it's most mountain and fields and the main two major jobs at that time fishing because it's in the seashore and at the same time uh, cultiv uh, cultivation and planting so the farmers the, the people they understand when he spoke about the sower the parable of the sower so they could get the meaning because this is a part of uh, of their jobs 
if one of you is doctor or a engineer or CBA or whatever, and then somebody speaks from a figurative uh, uh, or, or something related to if you are a doctor and then uh, someone is telling you the sin, it's like abscess and has pus cell and it goes to the bone and if it goes to the bone, so it's dangerous, so they have to cut the organ, the hand. So if I say that and then I say that the sin, it's like that. The sin, it goes into your soul and the body. And sometimes it destroys the person. So if you are, if, when I say this parable, so the people, they could comprehend if they are doctors, they understand what, how is the dangerous of the cells and pus if it goes to the wounds in the body and so on. So further, it should be noted that he did not speak everything to them in parables, but many things for if he spoke Many things, he said, not everything in parables, but they, it's mentioned in the gospel, many things, for if he spoke everything to them in parables, the people would go away without gaining anything. But our Lord Jesus Christ usually mixed what is clear with, uh, with what is obscure, so that through the things they understand, they may be drawn uh, toward the knowledge of things they do not understand. Uh, the, he preaches to a great crowd, and uh, today in the, the reading they said that he went in the boat and the people in the seashore, and from the boat he started to preach the people. So there is a reason why our Lord was sitting in the boat, and the crowds were standing outside like simple followers. He was about to speak in parables, so our Lord Jesus Christ was therefore indicating that those who were outside the church, because the pot, the pot, it's like a symbol of the church, and the people outside the church, they hear the commandments and teaching of Christ, so they come to the church. That's why the church, when we build in the architecture of building any church, we make it like a ship like a boat because this is the salvation when you go inside the boat or in the circle because God has no end or beginning so this is the two shapes we build uh, the churches to remind us that the church shape is like a boat when you go you save so our Lord Jesus Christ wants to tell them I am giving you because you haven't, some of you, you haven't yet believed in me. So I am giving you from the church, from the boat. So he was about to speak in parables, and he said uh, um, the, in the boat, for the boat symbolizes the church. And those who uh, lie barren and fr fruitless outside, like grains of sand, are unable to understand the word of life, put forward and preach it also he was facing to the people he's looking to the people and it was not without a purpose that sat beside the sea it says that everything you read in the bible has a purpose 
nothing it's written by hazard or something like like that has has a meaning why the they mention that he said beside the sea because the gar, uh, the gospel writer here has expressed this in a hidden manner the purpose of our lord jesus doing this was to order his listeners in a precise way he wanted to see them all face to face he left no one at a, a disadvantage at his back but you always he is looking to the people not in his back but uh, facing uh, them uh, for this reason also our lord jesus speaks in parables in order that through them he should show that he is the one who was prophesied because concerning him david the psalmist david the prophet there is a prophecy about him in the old testament i will open my mouth in parables when messiah comes he will open his mouth to teach the people in parables so the people when he started what this is another reason why he was talking parables to the people because it was a prophecy about him in the old testament so that's a, a, a scribes and teachers they could understand he is the messiah because it was written him in the book of uh, Psalms, David, he wrote about him, I will open my mouth in parables. And again, and there will be a man who shall hide his words, and he will hide hidden, as though carried away by the waves of the sea. It says also he went out. When he started these parables about the sower, he said that the person went out. Uh, this is usually this is it gives a meaning about salvation that god sent his only begotten son he went out to get those people to him back because uh, uh, people disobeyed disobedient god so they left him so he went out like a sower to search for those people he has a seeds that's why here in the sower it says that the sower went and has a seeds in his hand and if you see a machine spread in the field the seeds it spreads or the hand spreads all the way in the field so he doesn't exactly the farmer or the one who farm his field farming his field he doesn't know exactly which seed will go into the uh, good soil and which one will go on the wayside and each one it goes around away but he gives the word like us how many times we listen and hear to a sermons how many times god knocks on you on your heart door on your door and asking you to come back to you to him how many times you read the bible and the scripture and you find that god speaks to you through the bible but he uh, as we said that who uh, uh, has ears to hear let him hear so sowing along the way some seeds fell by the way so what this way path this is the world into which all are born and pass through it is the path 
pilgrimage and passing to all who come from God and hasten to God. As the Prophet said, I am your passing guest, a sojourner like all my fathers. What is found along the path? People living according to this world. Who know everything that is of the world and nothing that is of God. So, but day and night their minds and uh, are concerned with eating well and drinking well and cultivating uh, uh, and uh, uh, taking care of the body. From these things all evils arise. So this is the way. He is beside the field, if the field is the church, but he is on the way, so he gets the word, but he has no root. He has some concern outside of this. Uh, so, falling on the ground, rocky ground, those who are upon the rock, they are those people who do not take much care of the faith. They have in themselves. They have not set their minds to understand the touchstone of the mystery. They reference these people have toward God is shallow and rootless. The people, it's like in the rocky, they happy when they hear, but has no roots, has no faith. If you ask him why you are Christian, why you are different, why you believe in Christ, has no roots, has no answer on that. He might say that, oh, okay, I was born, I found my parents Christian, so I follow that. But I don't understand why I'm a Christian, why I am different in the world. Those people, they like the seed fell, fell uh, on the ground, has no root, they are rootless uh, in the world. And other seeds fall upon rocky. A rock has two properties of nature, strength and the hardness. So therefore, a man is said to be a rock either because of the con consistency of his face or because of the hardness of his heart. Some people you may knock on their door, talk to them, but they never come back. Or they are so hard to speak with, with them. They have two doubts in the presence of God in their life. So this is like a seed in the rock has no roots in their hearts to accept the words. The other kind is falling on the throne, thorns, I'm sorry. Other seeds fell among the thorns. You cultivated by listening carefully to the scripture and the tradition of the doctors in, uh, in this way. The word of God is strengthened in you. Growth and gladness you for thus is with everything according to your belief. Though you approach with your body, you do not approach with your mind. You approach God with your just body attending the church, but uh, your mind and your heart is totally away. Your, the desires of the, uh, the evil inside the heart shock the word of God inside your heart and your belief. So it could destroy your faith. So the many, many things uh, disturb our life in the uh, outside worldly uh, life. 
So it could shock me. It's like a thorns, thorn of uh, money, authority, uh, position in life, uh, love of the sin. So it's like a thorn. You love the word of God, but once you walk outside the church or you walk outside the life, you find many things it uh, you like it. So it's like a shock your life spiritually. The good soil, some upon, upon good soil, good soil stands for those who abstain from distful wells and who do good as far, far as they are able. They yield fr uh, fruit thirtyfold. If they show contempt for all their goods and undertake to serve God, they have sixtyfold. And if they are afflicted by a bodily uh, infirmity and put up with it patiently, they have a hundred full fold and the ground is good. I will give you an example of one of the saints of the church. His heart at that time was like a good soil. Saint Anthony the Great, when he entered the church, he heard the gospel like any one of us hearing the gospel every Sunday. But his soil, his heart and his mind was able to receive the word of God, probably. He said, he heard the gospel saying, go, sell what, what you have, give the alms to the poor, and bear your cross and follow me. He said, yes, this is, it's for me. I'm not asking for everyone to do like that, but at least to leave what? To leave the cross and bear the cross in your life. But St. Anthony at that time, he did not apply those words for his sister or for his cousin or for someone else. Many times we are sitting in the church and we listening to a sermon and we wished someone else to be in the church to listen. But we never wished that I accept the word. And sometimes I, a wife say, oh, I wished my husband to be here to listen to this. I wish my wife to be here to listen. I wish my cousin here. I wish, but you never wish that you are self in the church because this gospel is towards you, not anyone else. In the end of the days, God will ask you about your life, not others also. Yes, a family, the husband, the parents will be asked about their kids, but also you will be asked firstly about your life. That's why here the God soil, those who uh, uh, stands for those who abstain from distful uh, wealth and who do good as far as they are able to do. One who yields thirty fold, that is, who does no evil but does good to the extent one can, this is indeed thirty fold. One does not yield completely. One who yields sixtyfold is not fully able to show condemned for, for all one's goods and fast regularly or one's life, or live in celibacy or suffer uh, badly. But that would be sixtyfold. Therefore, the Lord says to his apostles who are capable of sixtyfold, sell what you have and give alms. But upon those incapable of sixtyfold, he enjoins thirtyfold, saying, Give to everyone who asks of you, 
and do not turn away from one who asks for a loan, like was the one who is capable of the sixty fold cannot completely attain a hundred fold. How many are those who are able to give up their goods, suffer the loss of their possessions, live in celibacy or live in purity and righteousness, uh, and yet do not have the heart to sustain a hundredfold. So we ask today this question, what kind of soil you are? Are you are a kind of rocky, have no roots in your heart? Are you a kind of a soil on the way? You are not inside the church, but you are living outside, or you are living among thorns in life. There is a thorns in your life. Once you want to come closer, it shocks you. So what kind of soil? Or your heart is in a good soil, it gives 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. We wish all of you to be and prepare your, your heart to be in a good soil, your heart, to accept the word of God and to obtain and get the fruit of 60-fold, 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And glory be to God now forever. Amen.